0: let us pray heavenly father we give you thanks and praise for the opportunity to worship you this morning we thank you lord for the gifts of technology and for those who make it work for us we pray lord jesus that by your spirit you will come and dwell in each place where we are today I ask, Father, for your spirit to come and take my very meager words and make them yours. Speak to all of us, open our hearts, help us to hear what you have for us. And Lord, in this season of COVID, we pray for your healing touch on those who are ill and, Father, for recovery for all. Bless us now, Lord, as we ponder your word, and we pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. I invite you wherever you are to be seated as you are able. Again, I am Father Tim Howe. I serve on the bishop's staff. I am the executive assistant to Canon Tom Herrick, our Canon for Church Planting. It's been my privilege to serve in that position for, for the last several years. I joked uh, this morning and yesterday with a couple of folks that All Saints has reached down through the waiver wire and plucked me Out of free agency, Father Scott called me up uh, yesterday, and uh, Desiree Barker had actually called me up Thursday evening, asking me to come and help you all this morning with your worship. Father Scott is doing well. As you know, he is recovering from COVID. He and I had a wonderful 30-minute conversation, and he did not cough through the entire conversation. And he told me that that is a mark of healing. However, Father Jed Trenum, who would normally be here this morning, has come down with what appears to be the flu, and he has tested negative for the COVID, uh, but he's got something else. And so he uh, begged off, and so here I am to help you this morning. It is a privilege, as I mentioned at the beginning, to be here with you. I'd like to consider with you these three passages from Scripture We have these wonderful, wonderful passages appointed for the second Sunday in Advent, which, of course, is today. Isaiah chapter 40 begins, Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and tell her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins." Well, I don't know about you, but here as we come up to the end of 2020, that's a wonderful word to hear. Comfort, comfort. We all could use some comfort. But the passage goes on and talks about this voice crying in the wilderness. And we'll come back to that in just a moment. But then it goes on and talks about the message that this voice brings. Part of the message is this. All flesh is like grass. I don't know about you, but I have felt like grass quite a bit this year, withered, faded, not doing the best, and thanks to the pandemic. And while we all are counting down to January 1 and the start of 2021, there are no guarantees that 2021 is going to be much better, despite the promises of every politician. Because in this transitory life, all grass is All flesh is like grass and we wither and fade away. But this passage in Isaiah points out that the word of God and and God himself last forever. And so one of the right uses of a pandemic, one of the right uses of a pandemic, if there are any, is to remind us of our mortality, to remind us that we are temporary that our life here on this planet 80 years maybe 90 for some maybe 100 but it does come to an end we are like the grass that withers and fades but our God is eternal so that brings me to the main point that I want to explore with you this morning verses 3 and 4 of Isaiah chapter 40 are a picture of a road building crew Every valley shall be lifted up or filled in to make it level. Every mountain and hill shall be made low. They're gonna bulldoze the ground. They're gonna knock down the hills. They're gonna use the dirt from the hills. They're gonna fill in the low places. And they're going to make an even level highway. That's what it says. Now, I was born and raised here in Northern Virginia. And I can tell you from my own personal experience, that Interstate 95 has been under continuous construction for the last 60 years. And they're working on it down to the south of here again. And what you see, whatever you see uh, road building, you see lots of heavy equipment, bulldozers, earth movers, other kinds of equipment, scrapers. They bring in loads of rock, they bring in loads of dirt from other places, and they fill in the low places. They knock down the hills, and they're making a smooth, level surface to put a highway on so that we can drive safely from here to wherever. In the Scripture, this road building, like they're talking about here, is used as a metaphor for getting ready for the coming of the Lord. If we flip over to Mark's Gospel... We see this picture. John the Baptist arrives on the scene. And in Mark's gospel, Mark just jumps right in. He doesn't give us much of John's backstory. You have to go to the other gospels for that. And some other time, we'll we'll talk more about that. But here he is, and he's out in the wilderness. He's somewhere along the Jordan River. And he's announcing, prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. And he is quoting... This very passage from Isaiah in reference to himself. John's function is to be like the bulldozers and earth movers used to build a highway. Like bulldozers and earth movers, John comes to the people and says, Get ready. Level out those areas of your life that are not pleasing to God. Fill in the low places of your life that draw you away from God. Scrape away all that stuff that's grown up in your heart that keeps you from responding to the coming of the Lord. And what we are told in the gospel accounts is that everybody flocked to hear him. This was a startling message given by a startling man. And in fulfillment of a well-known scripture. They knew about this scripture. So Jesus is the one who is to come, and John the Baptist, his ministry is to tell us, to tell them, to tell everyone, get ready, get ready, because he's coming. During Advent, as we prepare for Christmas, we need to listen carefully to John's message. So that we can enjoy the Christmas season as we celebrate the first coming of Christ. But it is not only in the run-up to Christmas that we need to listen to what John says. The season of Advent also reminds us that the Lord who has already come once as a baby will also come again at the end of all things to judge evil. And purge it out of his creation. And to usher in a new creation where sin and evil will never come again. He's coming back. He's coming back. And we need to hear what John says. Get ready. Get ready. Peter reminds us of this fact in his second letter. Second Peter 3, the last ten or so verses like John the Baptist, Peter urges the church, urges us to be ready and to stay ready for Christ when he comes again. Peter says to be diligent in staying ready. And he's echoing the words of Jesus from the gospel accounts, where, he, where Jesus tells his disciples Stay watching. Stay ready because you do not know the hour when your master will come. Well, we don't know the hour. We need to heed these words and stay ready. Now, I submit to you that we need to listen to these things, especially carefully during a pandemic. As I said just a moment ago, one of the right uses of a pandemic is to remind us of our mortality and the need we all have to stay ready and be right with the Lord. So what is this highway John the Baptist is building? It's the highway in our hearts. It's us. And what preparation is he urging? He is telling the folks to cleanse themselves from sin by repentant confession in order to find forgiveness from the Lord Almighty. He's echoing this whole passage out of Isaiah chapter 40. Their sins, our sins, are paid. We need to be ready to receive that forgiveness by confessing our sins and asking for it. John is announcing that the Lord of everyone has come and is now, through His Spirit, a present reality. Now, think about this for just a moment. Comfort, comfort my people, says the Lord. Tell the people of Jerusalem, tell his chosen people that their sins have been paid for and that they have received double for everything. It's all taken care of now because the Lord has come and dealt with it. Jesus comes and deals with it. The forgiveness of sins the comfort that only God can bring, the blessings of God's very presence and the healing that he brings are all present in the person of Jesus Christ. This is what John is announcing. In fact, in John's gospel, it tells us that when John the Baptist sees Jesus walking towards him, he points at him and says, Behold the Lamb of God who does what? Who takes away the sins of the world our sins are taken away in Jesus. John is announcing that Jesus is the one who is going to fulfill Isaiah chapter 40 and a whole lot of other places as well. And he is urging people, not just in his generation, but through all time, to be humble before God, to be ready to receive this salvation, to have short accounts With Almighty God. This is a message we still need to hear as we come to the end of 2020. This preparation, this repentant confession is vital if we are going to see God work in our lives. It's a known fact that God does not bless sin, never has, never will. He does bless repentant hearts that turn to him for forgiveness and healing. This is one reason why in our liturgy, we always pray the opening colic for purity. We just prayed it a few moments ago. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. This is a road-clearing prayer. Think of the largest bulldozer you can imagine pushing as much dirt as possible. That's what this prayer is meant to do in our lives, to push all the dirt, all the junk, all the sin, all the bad thoughts, all of it out of our lives. And we're asking behind that bulldozer for the Holy Spirit to come and indwell us and make it possible for us to love God. And to magnify him. A road-clearing prayer. This is also why our services include a confession of sin, which we will be doing in just a few moments, so that we can confess to God the things he already knows are there, and then we can experience his forgiveness and cleansing as we come to him and hear his words of forgiveness. John the Baptist continues to call everyone to get rid of the things that prevent us from welcoming the presence of the Lord. Things like blatant sin, but also things that are more subtle. Sometimes the attitudes of our hearts. Be something like judgmental attitudes towards others. Backbiting, ooh, you ever do that? Ooh, I've been guilty of that, oh God. Anger, gossip, envy, malice, deceit, haughtiness, pride. All are to be confessed and forsaken because they keep us from God's presence so that we can welcome our Savior through His Spirit into our lives. And not only that, but be ready for when He returns. If we want to see God work among us, then we need to keep short accounts with Him and with each other. None of us is perfect. Let's just be honest with God about our need for his cleansing touch. We do well to pay attention to John and his message of repentance in preparation for the coming of Jesus into our midst. We celebrate at Christmas, of course, again, his first coming. But we still, like the people then, need to have that bulldozer working through our lives, smoothing the way, pushing out the dirt, pushing out the sin, pushing out evil thoughts, pushing it all out so that a new road can be built in our lives, a highway for our God to come to us that we can welcome Him and then partake of His presence and His healing touch. So I encourage you, when we come to the confession of sin in just a few moments, we'll pause for a moment. Ask the Lord to show you if there's anything you need to confess to him. And then confess it silently. We'll give you a few moments to do that. And then we'll begin the prayer of confession. And then listen for the absolution after the confession. It's not just a pre-liturgical thing that we say, but this is spiritual reality. I have often told people that one of my very favorite portions of the service is the absolution. Because as a minister of God, I get to announce to his people, your sins are forgiven. And in this way, we can begin to cleanse our hearts and prepare the way not only to celebrate Christmas with joy, but also to welcome with joy the coming of our Lord when he returns. Because like he came that first Christmas, he will come again, only this time in power and great triumph to establish his kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, We thank you for coming and bringing the good news of salvation to us. We thank you for sending John the Baptist to prepare the way for your coming. Grant us grace to heed his message and cleanse our hearts that we might welcome him into our lives, welcome you into our lives in new and deeper ways. Come, Lord Jesus, come and fill us anew with your presence, with the Holy Spirit and with your fire, that we might truly live for you both now and into all eternity. We ask these things in your name and for your glory. Amen.